Well, good morning, and thank you again, Kent, board, and especially the whole group here. We, uh, yeah, this is a, kind of an interesting day for me. I mean, you kind of count it down a little bit, uh, but on the other side of that, it's that part of that is you're just going, okay, well, what does that look like? Because <laughs> I've done it before. This one feels a little different for some reason. I'm not sure why. Maybe I'm older. Uh, maybe there's things in reflection that you go about when you're going to be 64 uh, while you're on sabbatical versus my first one at 45. And so, you know, we'll see how that looks. But one of the things we're going to try to do today, uh, and again, you, you, Josiah brought it up a few weeks ago. You know, if you had, if you were, if there was only one sermon, you thought it might be your last one. Again, I'm not saying that by no means, but you know, what would you say? I'm not doing that today, okay? Just so you know. I'm not going to do that. So just, we're going to try to wrap up Hebrews 13 and the way, or Hebrews and go to Hebrews 13, but mostly though, going to talk about Renovation Church and why we're here and much of what you're going to hear from me today, you've heard before. But one of the things I am convinced of is that I've heard Rick Warren years ago at Saddleback and Purpose Driven Church and Purpose Driven Life and Purpose Driven, all those things over the years he said, remind the folks, he said, he reminds his folks every 26 days about the mission, vision, and values. And the reason he did that, or not mission, but why we're here, basically, I don't know if he does all mission, vision, values, but why we're here. He said, because what happens is, he said, when you, especially when you read the book of Nehemiah, uh, you know, you see Nehemiah, when they were building the wall 26 days in, they almost stopped. And he had to remind them again and they continue to build. Of course, when he did that, it was a weapon in one hand and what else? Tool in the other. So today, that's probably, I feel like leaving out, that may be the best thing for me to do, is just to remind you of why we are here and what we're looking forward to. Because I think that's one of the biggest challenges uh, in reflection is sometimes you don't move that reflection to be stepping stones to future. You just kind of get stuck here or you look back and go, okay. But I hope over and over the last, and we're gonna talk about it just briefly, but, and you'll see it while I'm gone, there's some advancements we're taking. There's some new things happening. And some of them will be next summer, but the start of it will be now. And so I hope today is more that uh, than it is uh, just wrapping up Hebrews 13, which again in itself, uh, would be enough, I guess, but I'm going to, but one of the things I, I, as I was reading Hebrews 13 again, because I've read it so many times over the last many, many weeks, uh, partly because you try to get ahead, but one of the challenges in, in, in any, if, if for me preaching, it's not for every pastor, is trying to get ahead two or three sermons ahead because life happens. I, it's hard, it's easier for me to preach once I finish one sermon, I can start on the next one. I don't know about you, but that's kind of how my mind works. So so this week, especially reflecting on this passage of scripture, I think I was telling Josiah the other day, is that Hebrews 13 almost feels like the writer's going, I didn't say much about that, better stick this in here. I didn't say much about that, oh, better get that in before I close. I didn't say much about that, and he just starts kind of boom, 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 just a lot of things filled into one chapter. I mean, from... Talking about loving each other. Well, of course, we hear that in John. We hear it in different places. But he talks about hospitality. 
He said, by showing hospitality, you may be entertaining angels. Ever thought about that? Oh, okay. And he talks about ministering in prisons and honoring the marriage bed and don't love money. Uh, then it, there's the, it's, of course, it's elsewhere too. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he's, these, these, these passages you've probably quoted before are in here. They're just kind of jump, they kind of jump around. And I love what he says here. I have written to you quite briefly. Well, 13 chapters, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how brief that was. But anyway, <laughs> so today I'm not going to do 13. You know, I, hopefully you'll say mine's real brief then since his was 13 chapters, since his, it called his briefly. So hopefully that's what it is today. But then he ends it. But then in there, he talks about leadership. And he ends it with a benediction, which we will do today. Hebrews 13, I'm going to read 1 through 8 and then verse 17. Keep on loving one another as brothers and sisters. Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers, for by doing some, so, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing them. Continue to remember those in prison as if you were together with them in prison and those who are mistreated as if you yourselves were suffering. Marriage should be honored by all people and the marriage bed kept pure for God will judge the adulterer and all the sexually immoral. Keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have. Woo, be content with what you have. Because God said, of course, there are a lot of things you go, woo, on here, okay? Never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. So we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? Remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Verse 17, have confidence in your leaders and submit to their authority because they keep watch over you as those who must give an account. Do this so that their work will be a joy, not a burden. For what? For that would be of no benefit to you. A few things come to my mind today as we, as we wrap this up. One, I'm going to do, I'm going to do a little reflection. November 12th, 2012, 150 of us, I don't know, Josiah, Ali, I can't remember the number, met in that fellowship, fellowship hall right back here. First message I ever preached is the pastor of Renovation Church. Quite intimate, quite awesome, to be honest with you. And we began this, gen this journey and this adventure called Renovation Church. We were actually calling ourselves 24th Street Church <laughs> back in the day. We didn't have a name. We wasn't built more anymore. It, it had dissolved, so we were 24th Street Church. I preached a message that day called Starting With Why. And I came from this thought that people will work for a what? but they'll give their life for a why. The why keeps you from quitting. 
believing that what you're doing really matters and it makes a difference. Even though sometimes you don't see it. Can I get an amen from parents? Remember your leaders, verse 7 says, who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. The word there said consider literally means to gaze, pay close attention. Grasp the full meaning of what they're trying to do. Because it is easy, right, to see a leader up here or any of your other leaders, Josiah, or some who are more off the stage, Go, that's fine. They're called to do that. But consider their life. Look at their life. And I hope all of our leaders here, you're going to have multiple people preaching. I mean, it's people you know, but maybe there'll be a few you don't. I don't know that for sure, but most all you will. And and I, I hope those people that we bring up here, we have considered their life also. We would not allow them. I protect this pulpit. Not everybody gets to preach here. Not everybody's ever asked gets to preach here because we believe that, I believe it's a sacred thing, and I am very careful who gets to stand behind this pulpit. Now, obviously, people come with different gifts, even different. I, I, was, I was looking at some of my notes uh, the last time I took sabbatical. Guess who wasn't on the rotation then? Allie and Josiah. God had not called them to preach at that point. I mean, I started looking at my notes from seven years ago, and I'm going, guess who's missing? That wasn't even an option. come a long way and to remember why I have to go back and remember why often because sometimes it keeps me from quitting yeah you don't know how many times I consider that I'm not sure Jan knows it's funny, a few weeks ago, and I'm not saying I was trying to quit, and don't read into that. What I'm just saying, sometimes you have to go back to why. But a few weeks ago, I was preaching again. Jan said, I was sitting there going, is he about to resign? <laughs> and it had not even crossed my mind. <laughs> but Jan heard my tone and what I was saying. going, no, I wouldn't even think it. No, that's not what I was saying. <laughs> but our vision here, but especially even going back to our logo, and most of you know it, but I want to remind us, why is our logo the way it looks? Because it's a broken construction sign. It's a renovation. There's work being done here. Pay attention. Have your gaze. Consider it. There's work being done here. So when you get frustrated with people, just, let, just remind you, God's been working on me. <laughs> Pastor Dana, can you finish that? Uh, make me what I ought to be. He's working on me. I am flawed. But I hope I'm not as flawed as I was 11 years ago when I started this thing. But we realize we're under construction. There's renovation going on all around us. Every, the people you're sitting next to today, there's renovation going on in their lives. And it's messy. And as we've said over and over, often if you've ever done a renovation project, a physical renovation project of a, of a home or whatever, you know in the middle of it, you begin to question yourself, should we have ever started this? What are we doing? 
I knew it needed it. I know we know it needs it, but the, the mess is too complicated. But the pieces are the pieces of our broken lives. That's the reason the sign is in pieces. And you see the cross in the middle of it, and we believe the cross is the bridge to bringing those pieces back together. That's what that means, what that logo. When you see that logo, it means more. Gaze, consider. Our vision, to raise up spiritual influencers, through spirit, uh, to, raise, to raise up influencers through spiritual transformation, to be salt and light, where we are engaged and influential. We have been the church, the type of church from the beginning is not trying to have 50 ministries here or 100 ministries here. What our hope is that because you're a part of Renovation Church where you're engaged and influential, we are helping you become salt and light there. That you will help us here and we need your help. Do not hear what I'm not saying. We need volunteers. We need those. But our main focus is you going there. That's why we're here. Not to build some massive thing that the Lord blessed and we had all kinds of people here. That's awesome too. But transformation, more than formation, I'll talk about that a little in, in here in just a little bit. But to be salt and light, and that's scriptural. If you don't understand that, uh, you can look that up. But that's why we're here. that we would be the type of people that Jesus talks about or John writes about for streams of living water would flow from a, within us to a thirsty world. Because I'm not going to put my foot down most of the time where you put your foot down. I'm not going to live in your neighborhood. I'm not going to go to your school or your job. And they may not ever come here for sure. But man alive, they need to see streams of living water coming out of your life. And I've said this over and over. They don't need to see 100 people with streams of living water. They just need to see one. Is it possible? Is this possible? Because I believe the world wants us to be right. And what I mean by that is that it's true. They just need to see it. Where you're engaged and influential. Our mission statement, to live by faith, to be known by love, to be a voice of hope. Talked about it a few weeks ago, I think a couple weeks ago, 1 Thessalonians 5.3. We remember before our God and Father, your work produced by faith, your labor prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. To live by faith. Preached a whole sermon on that two weeks ago, so I won't belabor this. But it's more than a theology. More than just having all the right answers. It's more than just having the right disciplines. Because when Jesus died on the cross for me, he not only saved me from my past, saved me for my present and power, he saved me for a future. We talk about this transformative faith, as I mentioned a few weeks ago, and like I said, I know I'm repeating some of it. I want a faith that just doesn't stop me from doing something. I want a faith that causes me to become something I never could have been before. 
spiritual gifts. You'll see that often there where you had no clue that you had the gift of encouragement or you had the gift of prophecy or you had the gift of preaching. You had the gift. Is not, only, I not only no longer am I holding on to the past, I'm thinking about the future. I don't want just a faith that God gets me out of a bad circumstance, and he can. But he heals my heart, takes the broken pieces of my life, puts it back together again, sets me on a new path. He didn't just remove me from that bad thing. He healed what had happened. And now I can become more because of what he's done in my life. To be known by love. There's a world calling us to live up to our best. And if I can only love others, as Dallas Willard says, when I promote their good, do you promote others' good? And what's so hard about that is if we're not healed and whole ourselves, it'll always go through us first. If it doesn't promote our good first, we'll have a hard time promoting their good. So to love others is for us to get whole and healed because now, and and what I love about this is, is that you cannot love your neighbor as yourself, as Jesus says, and love him with all your heart still be stingy, lie, or anything along that line because God has changed you. You can't, you cannot continue to stay there. That's the reason why not only do you stop doing something, now you love others because you're promoting their good. You didn't just stop promoting their bad, now you're promoting their good. Whether they deserve it or not. That may be one of the hardest things as a believer is to promote the good of, of people who may not deserve it in our mind. Be a voice of hope. You know, I read enough statistics right now, process my own life. Anxiety is recorded higher than they've ever heard of it right now. Anxiety is, is skyrocketed amongst children, youth, all the way through. Anxiety is just. Hope. You know, as we read Hebrews 11 a few weeks ago, you go, man, they, they never even saw the promise they kept hoping. We have to believe that God has a great plan, that he hasn't forgotten where we are. We make mistakes, yes. We have things that we have to work through in our own personal lives to overcome, yes, but the great hope he has for us 
is not just now. Obviously, it's, it's eternal. But the great hope is the gospel's good news is that if God can change my life, it's good news for everybody around me. It's not just good news for me. It's good news for everybody who comes in contact with me. It's good news for my neighbor. If it's good news for me, it's good news for everybody I know, even those I disagree with. And so, to be a voice of hope. And so often, like I said, when we are afraid, as the scripture says here, the Lord is my helper, I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me if we're afraid and the anxiety is part of that, then it is hard to give hope to those. It's hard to see our life as hope, that the way we live and what we believe in as hope. Then our values here are the values of transformation, community, and mercy. I've already talked about transformation. One of the hardest parts about this, back to renovation, is I love this quote from Catherine Booth, William Booth's wife from Salvation Army, as many of you know. says, there is no improving the future without disturbing the present. The disturbances we may have in our life right now, we may say, okay, I wish, wish the Lord would just take these away. Matter of fact, he may be improving, he may be changing, he may be transforming you. Value of community. And this is what I would agree with you on. I said it last week, and I hope I, I said afterwards one of the things that I, I spoke on community last week, why it's so important we meet together, why, why it's so critical that what we do in here on a consistent basis, yes, people have different reasons why they're not here. I understand that, but... Man, consistently being together, looking across the room, the people are on the same kind of journey you're on. But here's one of the toughest parts about it is. It'd be easier to live with people if they weren't messed up. They weren't broken. Or we think it would be easier to live with people that acted more like we do. <laughs> the community is what we were created for. In the beginning, Things were good until things were not good until there were two. In the end, when you read Revelation, it's going to be about community. Community has to be something we drive, we, we push ourselves towards, and we desire. Because if there's anything that our world needs right now, of course, the love of God, the transformation, the hope, all those things. Is refusing to listen to each other. The lack of community in our discord, our social discord, from political to whatever. So often we focus on our differences when we should focusing on our sameness. We were created in the image of God. I don't care what party or what belief system. We're talking about community when we initially look at someone and we begin to listen, we often just want to focus on our differences. But we sure need to be focusing on our sameness. The value of mercy. 
It's more than sending a buck or two to some mission trip or to some organization and sponsoring monthly a child somewhere, and that's, those are all great, and I'm not against those. But an act of mercy is different than living a life of mercy and compassion. I believe our best moments is when we put others first. I think it's the those moments that we reflect the image of God maybe as much as anything else. When we put ours aside, even the term forbearance, and we talk about in, the, in, in talking about the fruit of the, of the Spirit, the forbearance, I give up my right to be right. I choose because of what God's done in my life. I set my rights aside for the betterment of someone else. But mercy, he talks about it when you're in prison and they're suffering. It's as if you are. I heard Brother Paul years ago, senior, tell me, he said, what's compassion? If your feet are cold, my feet are cold. And I don't like my feet cold, so I'm going to try to figure out how to do something about it. <laughs> Again, we can't take on every project. We're not called to do everything. But we're called to do something. The reason why we do uncommon and some of those things is for God to stir in you, to wake you, to, 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 to come in. And I used to say to teenagers, I hope, God, we're going to expose you to all kinds of ministries. We're going to take you all kinds of different places. And I hope somewhere along the way, God splits your chest, reaches in, and grabs your heart and tells you you're not getting your heart back till you, till you follow where I'm, where I'm sending you. You're not called to do everything, but you're called to do something, though. God will lay it on your heart. And it will follow through not just transformation, of course, not just community, but it is mercy. You'll break your heart over something if you'll let it. How do you go about doing that? For mine, as many of you know, what breaks my heart is, not seeing, is seeing people not live up to the potential God has for them. It's what you end up with as a pastor here, who coaches, who challenges. And there's some people not here today because that's the way I preach and the way we teach. Some of you here are because, you're here because of that. Because we believe God has built you for more. That's our radical optimism. It is more than a salvation that runs hot or cold or makes you feel guilty most of the time or barely gets you into heaven or barely keeps you out of hell. It's one that takes you back to your primitive health, takes you back to what God designed you for in the first place. And when you believe that and you believe that's the kind of faith and the kind of transformation God has for you, there really is no ceiling on what God can do in a person's life. So these next many months while I'm gone, and I'm excited about this part of it because I just think things are just going to keep firing on all cylinders. And one of those, actually more cylinders in some ways. The board voted next summer we'll be partnering with RFKC, uh, Royal Family Kids Camp. There you go. So that's next summer, to, a camp for to ministering to foster children. And so we'll be, be sponsoring that through Renovation Church next July. And, and so that's new to us. It's a new place of mercy, if you will. And part of that, I would just say, has come out of the fact that you do ask people what's on your heart, especially through Uncommon, but other ways, what's on your heart, then you help people try to figure out how to live that out. We can't do everybody's. 
I'll just be honest with you. You may figure out things, and I'm going, yeah, we as a church can't help with that. But this particular one, when you raise that up, then you find out three or four or five other people have that heart too. And they had different gifts and different skill sets and different things to bring to the table. That's part of why we do what we do with Uncommon. We're going to be doing, uh, I think the word is artisan market or flea market out here from uh, our seasonal market. We'll be beginning November 3rd, I think, or 2nd, yeah, 3rd, every Friday for nine weeks in a row. I think that's going to be exciting to have people here on this campus and most of all, uh, hopefully being a service to our community. So we'll be doing that. So that's for the month of November and December. And we'll see where it goes from there. But that's where we're starting. That's all going on while I'm gone. We've got a concert in here, I think November 17th. And I'm just throwing out there. First time we've done that since I've been here. I won't be here for it. But we're going to keep moving forward. That gym is going to be buzzing over these next many months. Plus, um, we are getting closer. We did get our our, our Finally, our clearance from the city to move forward. The interior has been painted already. And so there's steps. Hopefully by the end of the year, close to my get back, we're pretty close to that. We don't know that, so don't hold me to that. That's what we're working on. So I don't want to be held to anything on that part of it. But that gym's going to be buzzing with people here on this campus. And hopefully the way people know us in the community, you know, we, often the word branding takes a bad hit, I think. Uh, you know, you kind of going public and letting people know. But I'll tell you right now, just from our social media helps us tremendously. It's part of our branding. People are out there knowing who are these people, what's going on there. But we said this years ago about branding, become known to make him known. That's the reason why we do it. We don't do it to make ourselves known. Matter of fact, I was looking at a note the other day from a young lady who came during my last sabbatical and she wrote me a note after she finished Uncommon the next spring. And she just said, uh, she said, I've been hearing about this guy, Pastor Kurt. And I was reading that note going, yeah, I'm glad you're here. I hope you do mention my name somewhere along the way. But the reality is she didn't come when I was here. She didn't come and stay because I was preaching. Because I wasn't preaching. It's so much about all the things we're talking about here. It's not one guy or one girl or one. It is about a collective group of people going in a direction and why they're going. They're not what they're doing, not only what they're doing. It's important, but it's why they're doing it. Why do you attend a renovation church? Why do you attend it? Well, I hope it's not just because it's the closest church to you because that's a what, really to me. It's what I do. I go to church. And the why is it's the, well, why is closest, but why is not very inspiring if you say it's the closest church to me, if that's the why. I'm glad you're here. Do not go somewhere else because I said that. But I hope if somebody asks, why do you attend Renovation Church, there's a much larger, maybe a couple of sentences, but a more specific. It's because where they're headed, where my children are headed when I break, what happens, this is the why I'm there. We're not slowing down because I'm gone. Actually, we're speeding up. Next spring, our plan is right now to do Uncommon again. I hope many of you have not done that. We'll be talking to guides also. So that's our plan next spring. I'm excited about what it'll look like when I get back. 
It's not going to miss a beat. It's actually going to be firing on more cylinders. How can you help me? How can you make my sabbatical even better? Well, be here when I get back. That'd make it better knowing that. Verse 17 says, have confidence in your leaders and submit to their authority. Obviously, what submit there is consider it and hopefully find it competent and have confidence in it because they keep watch over you. As those who must give an account. Do this so that their work will be a joy, not a burden. That would be of no benefit to you. By the time I get back, like I said, I'll be 64. No doubt, I'll do a lot of reflection on these few months away. I'll be honest with you, 64 got here in a bigger hurry than you think. Amen to some of you. Maybe some pastors at this age don't want to rock the boat. They're just trying to make it to 66 years and 10 months. That's what mine is. <laughs> Those security for those who will never get it. Just so. <laughs> I don't know. I just said that. Just so you know, I'm not that guy looking for 6610. But I will tell you the guy I am. I am not interested in spending the rest of my life just trying to motivate merely interested people. Or just knowledgeable religious people. I'm not interested in that. Jesus didn't have much room for me either, so I think I'm in good company. I want to spend the rest of my life trying to inspire, coach, influence those who are willingly motivated to be everything God's called them to be. I closed that message in November 2012 with these few words. I am humbled at this opportunity. And 11 years later, I still am. Why he chose us, I have no clue. But I can promise you we try to be faithful. That I can promise you. And also promise you, if you call or text my phone number, I will come find you. Actually, probably won't because I'm getting another number for that two months. So 
so you'll get an auto reply. <laughs> we need it. This church needs me to be gone. It does. Let me tell you why. Because if I stay without doing this, I won't be here a lot longer. I'm at that point. Exhausted. Everybody is, right? I heard someone say years ago, pastoring is not a physical tired, it's a soul tired. You can't fix a soul tired in one day off. You can't fix a soul tired on two weeks vacation. Dan and I were sitting a few weeks ago talking about some friends of ours who are in their late 80s just really working through some physical things. And I think I may have mentioned this a few months ago, but I, she said, I said, man, I said, yeah, the next 25, if we have those, won't look like the last 25. <laughs> yeah, she said, but it may be our most influential. Though. That's my hope. It's getting geared up, gassed up for the next stretch. Verse 20. Would you stand with me, please? Josiah, would you guys come on up? Josiah, Allie, specifically right now. Again, I've said over and over, they, we weren't, we're not here today unless they make, took the step 11 years ago to volunteer. It just doesn't happen. I want to thank them publicly. Jan, I don't know where she went. There she is. I told her this morning, I'm so sorry you're married to me. <laughs> I am an overthinker and wear myself out. In the process, wear other people out. But sometimes it's useful. Sometimes. But the leadership team, those who have come on board in the last year, Brandon, of course, Dana, and Dan, who've been here, and Bailey, and we just can't do this without you. But as a church and church board, thank you. Thank you for allowing us to do this, but thank you for believing in us. I'm not sure there's anything greater than someone to trust you. And I think you've trusted us. I'm thankful. Verse 20. Now may the God of peace, who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, equip you with everything good for doing his will. And may he work in us what is pleasing to him, through Jesus Christ, 
whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Thank you for listening. And thank you for understanding. And I hope remembering many of you do. I hear it often. The why we're here. I hear the vision statement over and over. Does the pastor's heart good because of that? Lord, thank you is not enough, but it's the best we can do. Sing your praise. Let our life reflect the words that come out of our mouth as we sing these songs. How much we love you and who we want to be for your glory. Thank you, Lord. We pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Ask Josiah and him just to sing. We've got a few minutes here. You'll be dismissed.